I'm Emma G. Rose, author of Contemporary Fantasy and Mythological Weirdness. I'm Shelley Shearer, author of Urban Fantasies and Cozy Mysteries. Welcome to Indie Book Talk. Join us as we explore the expanding universe of indie books. Hello and welcome back to Indie Book Talk. Today we're doing a thing we haven't done in a really long time and we're sorry. Book review. <laughs> so, yay! Book reviews! Yay! So, Shelley, indie book review. Indie book review. Indie. I, indie. It's an indie book. It's an indie yeah. book. That's very exciting. It's not only an indie book, it's an indie series. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, well, so, well, Shelley, <laughs> what have you been reading? Okay. Well, at the moment, I'm on book five. But so, it was good about- then. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, there are 14 books in this series. Um, it is the Cat Drummond series uh, by Nicholas Wood Smith, and the first book is called Part Time Monster Hunter. Oh, I, this sounds like you. Okay, I was going to say it's not hard to find out why I chose this book. I did search by monster monster hunters um, because there aren't that many out there that are really well done books. But this one just really sucked me in. I wasn't sure it was going to, and I finished it, and then I went on to Amazon and I ordered the next three. Uh, and then unfortunately I saw he had a great sale of buying the first five for like a couple bucks. And I was like, oh, well, I've already bought them. Go you. <laughs> <laughs> so important first question. Is Kat Drummond actually a cat? No. Oh. No, she's not a cat. Okay, fine. But she is a monster hunter. <laughs> she is a college student slash monster hunter. Ooh, okay. And the name of the first book is what again? Part-time monster hunter. Because it's just a part-time gig. She's got college. There's things to do. Yeah, totally. She tries to have some sort of a normal life. It was a little hard because as a child, her parents were killed by a necromancer in a in a ritual. And apparently in this book, that's a thing that could happen. Like, I was mugged. You know, this happened. Necromancers killed me. It happens. Okay, okay. So is this like Buffy the Vampire Slayer vibes that I'm getting off of this book? Maybe a little? slightly i would say that yes she's got a kick-ass attitude of buffy but she's more monetarily guided to start with it is her job essentially um she she finds the monsters that need to be hunted via an app because and i loved that i I love that It's Fiverr for Monster Hunter. It, it's exactly Fiverr for Monster Hunter because she gets the, the lower paying gigs because there's these entities or companies that take the big ones or the, the high paying jobs. Because it is obviously in a world where monsters are known and exist. But a lot of your, I guess, your middle class people sort of don't acknowledge them. They just live their little lives and they don't really acknowledge what's going on until something happens and they call on someone to clean up the mess and make it go away. What degree of monster are we talking? Am I like putting up a a monster fiver hosting because I have like a monster under my bed, or am I like, oh no, my entire family has been kidnapped by zombie cannibals? Like, where are we here? Both of those are quite feasible. Uh, she okay. focuses really hard on the undead. Okay, so the zombies, um, pretty much is where we start with the first book or so. Uh, then we start getting into some vampires. 
not not happy vampires. These are bad, bad vampires. Not the sparkly kind, the the oozy kind. Okay, yeah. Right. And then we got some necromancers, and then some ghouls. You know, your generic undead type things. Um, she doesn't have any special like endowed weaponry. It's just like she went to a your basic street fair and bought cheapo replica swords and daggers that she could afford because again she's broke as dirt and lives off ramen three meals a day the monster hunting is just to get her through college so i just i find her very interesting so the other big thing that almost threw me because it's not a trope i particularly enjoy is she does have a ghost living in her head not really possessing her because it doesn't take over. Living in her head? Yeah, so it was something that happened in her past. Uh, this entity from another world who's a knight who also fought the undead came to reside in her consciousness. And he kind of helps her out. Like, you know, hey, on your left, watch out behind you. And he teaches her monster hunting here and there. Gets a little judgy, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah, like you do. What's the dynamic between... <laughs> the- the monster hunter college student and the knight ghost in her head like are they mostly friendly is he like more of a father figure like what is going on there or can you tell me that more of a mentor i don't really get that they become friends until a couple books in okay i think it's just like they're both still learning to deal with it they both have the same goal they both despise the undead and their whole mission is to just kill the undead and it happens to make her money, so she's good with that. But then they become a little bit more. So she's dealing with like regular college age stuff. Uh, her two best friends that hate what she's doing because obviously she could end up dead at any moment. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the female best friend that's like, "Hey, look at this eligible guy. Let's go on a date." And then you know she tries to date. Then there's a monster in the mall, and then she shows up with her dress all covered in blood. Like, "Hey, date." <laughs> <laughs> so. I love this, actually. I love because I love the idea of like essentially a Buffy type character, but living in a world where it's sort of like it's sort of acknowledged. Like she doesn't have to completely hide it, mm-hmm. but it's also people aren't excited by it. They're not like, yeah, cool, you're a monster hunter. They're like, you could die. What is wrong with you? Go flip burgers. Oh, they're completely against it. Like I everyone's like, what are you doing being a monster hunter? Go complete college and your studies of the undead or whatever she was like. <laughs> well that's kind of what she said she had a, va- a class on the undead and a class on vampires so it was some kind of undead degree that she was doing <laughs> i love I mean, this i would oh, totally what? have taken those classes but <laughs> that is way more fun than women's studies like come on yeah and and she grows so it helps that she does like become a more rounded person i mean she um I'm not going to give any spoilers, but, you know, things evolve in her world mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she they start to take her a bit more seriously because obviously at first they, you call a monster hunter and, and then it's like, you know, 19 year old little thing shows up with a couple swords and they're like, um, okay. <laughs> they're used to these monster hunters that look like mercenaries strapped down with like machine guns and she's just a couple daggers and a sword most of the times. Is there anything about, particularly the first book, because I think the first book in a series can be, um, you know, the author is also learning what's going on. So sometimes it's not as strong as the later books. Was there anything in particular that kind of bugged you, but you got over it or like Hmm. any cons to this book? Because it sounds amazing. I would say the best female friend character is a little flat for me, Mm. but there's a lot going on and they were just then introduced 
so I can see where you wouldn't want to really dwell on her. She had a few... She came and she moved the story along as she needed to, but maybe a little bit juicier for her at, to start with because she is she continues throughout the books. I mean, she continues to be one of the main characters. The only other thing that was kind of odd is it takes place in Cape Town, I believe, uh, where mm-hmm. the author is from. I never got a sense of the area, and mm-hmm. I like that as well as don't like it. I like it that I could really have seen this take place anywhere. Mm-hmm. But I also think it would be kind of cool to get the feel of that area just as somewhere new because it's not somewhere I'd ever read about before. Yeah. So I would I would have loved a little bit more of like atmosphere of the the environment he was putting me in. So I, I had a pro and a con for the exact same thing. I, I can enjoy <laughs> it and complain about it at the same time. <laughs> so writers, pro tip. You might think that where you're from is really boring, but it's only boring because you live there. People who have never been there or who don't live there will think it's really interesting. Lean in. It's okay. Right. Because a lot of the urban fantasies, they take place in the generic cities. You know, Chicago's big, New York, Mm -hmm. or, you know, generic U.S. city. Very little of the urban fantasy happens outside of the U.S. that I've ever read. Yeah. So I would definitely like to hear more about how it changes based on being in those locations. Now, don't get me wrong. I've bought all the way through book five or six at this point. I'm enjoying (laughs) the books. Um, But just something to think about. If you are outside the U.S. and writing urban fantasy, you know, show me a little bit about your stuff going on there because I'm fascinated. And if anyone out there knows of other urban fantasy, contemporary fantasy novels that are set outside the U.S. and not in London, because that's the other really common place, very true. If you're outside of either of those areas, tell us because we want to read these books because we're very curious. Um, how many books are in this series? Do you know? Uh, it looks like the 14th was just released not that long ago. Oh my gosh. So this is like it, this is like you can stick with this series for a while and really get invested. Right. So you're not going to like be like, okay, I've read my four or five. I'm done. Nope, there's, there's stuff. And he's still going. Um, oh, and he yeah. also has a sci-fi series called... Warp Mancer. Uh, I think that's got quite a few books in it as well. So yeah, you can have your urban fantasy or your sci-fi. You're you're captured on both ways. <laughs> we gotta see if we can get him on the show because I want to be like, listen, how are you writing so many books that are so unique? Where how are you doing this? Where <laughs> where is this power? <laughs> where is this power? And can I buy it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah, so it looks like he took a break for a while. But yeah, also oh, yeah, the the Warpmancer has looks like nine books at the moment. Awesome. It's a space opera and a bunch of short stories he's got on his website. If anyone wants to go read them for free, you can read them at uh, what is this nicholaswoodsmith.com. Try before you buy on a couple of the stories. See if you like the characters. Get a taste. Who should not read this? Are there any trigger warnings or like? Uh, no, I would not let my 12-year-old read it, you know, that kind of thing? Well, if your parents were killed by a necromancer, that might be a trigger. (laughs) (laughs) If you're Batman. (laughs) This is not for you. Um, No, I mean, 12-year-old is probably a little young for most people. For me, if my child wants to read, I'll let them just read. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go. But definitely, there is a lot of blood and gore. There are battles. Mm -hmm. She she kills monsters, so there is blood. So you got to take that into account for the younger kids. There's no sex, really. The romance is really a lot of failed dating <laughs> because she's got better things to do. 
I, I approve this kind of romance. I can, I can put that. Yep. I wouldn't say there's the, the mystery fan of me, um, feels like there will probably be a little bit more hidden. I mean, I guess kind of right away where we were going, mm-hmm. but I read these a lot. As well so as this mysteries. is more on the adventure side than the mystery side. Yes. Okay. I mean, I, I already kind of knew where things were going and who the bad guys were and, and stuff. But that's not necessarily a bad thing. I read them because I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. So, but there's yeah. nothing that I can see triggering in any of these. Okay. Okay. So, no sex, no drugs, some gore, but mostly monster related swearing. I don't remember if there was swearing, actually. So it wasn't that egregious that you noticed? No. No, <laughs> not at all. I mean, her her two best friends are, again, college students. One's kind of a nerd that's working on a, a software program to work magic into law. Like I said, she studies the undead. So it's a lot of, like, her trying to balance the two lives and also, you know, survive. I feel like this, like, the more you talk about this, the more this feels like just magic of troping like he's got like Buffy the Vampire Slayer meets Harry Potter meets like (laughs) I zombie somehow and that just seems like there is a Venn diagram of person who would be in love with this and the answer the person in the middle of that is Shelly by the way (laughs) and they did a great job with the covers which I always approve of because sometimes I'm like I don't I don't know Mm -hmm. I mean they're simple um, it's always features her in the, the middle of the page doing some sort of action pose with her swords. Um, and then in the background, just like uh, the bokeh effect, you know, the, the photography effect with like the, the white circles mm-hmm. where everything's kind of faded. But you can tell that the background has like maybe a couple of undead in the midst mm-hmm. of a city, but it's all very bokeh and it's not front and center. Just enough to make you know what you're reading. So it sounds like this author also really did their cover research because that sounds like spot on for that genre and oh, what is expected of the covers. Right. It was very well done uh, put together. The blurb is good. So yeah, I've got, I've got no real bad to say except for those few little things that I mentioned that are, can be a bad or good. I mean, sometimes yeah. it, he rushes through a few scenes, but as I'm kind of a skipper, you know, the people like you start giving me a ton of description. I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then what happens? So I didn't mind it. <laughs> so basically, what I, the moral of the story here, I think, is if you like to read Monster Hunter paranormal adventure things, you will like this. Yes. If you are an author who wants to write these things, this may be a series worth picking up to get a look at the tropes and to get a look at cover and blurb. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, and what is the name of that book again? Part-Time Monster Hunter, and the series is the Cat Drummond series by Nicholas Wood Smith. Beautiful. And that has been an indie book review. Woo! We did one. We should do these more often. Hey, <laughs> uh, if you think we should do these more often, tell us. Go, uh, what, what, are, what are they supposed to do, Shelley? Uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Rate, review, and subscribe. And come talk to us on Twitter because we are rocking on Twitter. We have lots of new friends there and we want to hear from you. Bye.